Picnic. This city is a dirty, ugly thing. A monster born of a violent past, clawing its way into a doomed future. The streets are its veins, carrying its diseased lifeblood. Its skyscrapers are twisted bones, jutting up into the blackened heavens. And at the withered heart of it all is a dingy office tucked into a dilapidated slum. The door reads, Blake Sky, Private Eye. Hey Gordon, I hope you're doing okay. I know it's only been a week and that that you've been incredibly busy handling things with the gang, but I've just, uh, I've, uh, well, I've missed you. And, and I know you've come back, slinked back into the room while I'm asleep, gone before I'm awake. The only way I know it wasn't a dream is because I smell your cologne. It's such a wonderful thing to wake up to, but it makes it that much harder when I roll over and find that you're not really there. You're just a ghost, haunting the space between the waking world and the dreaming one. <sighs> sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really not trying to guilt you. Really, I, I swear I'm not. I just want you to know that I love you. And that I miss you. And maybe to distract myself a little. Things have been pretty tense here. Daphne spent most of her time by her husband's bedside. Don't know when he'll wake up. I mean, don't know if he'll wake up. And Mickey, well, Mickey's, uh... Mickey's, uh... You know, never mind. Just, just talk to them if you can, okay? I really think you need to. And you know you can talk to me too, right? About anything. You don't need to carry so much on your shoulders, you know? We're in this together. <laughs> and yes, I do realize what an absolute hypocrite it makes me to say something like that. But I'm, I'm trying, you know? I'm, I'm trying to change. I'm trying to be better. Alright. I've got some work to do, so... Be safe out there, okay? I love you. and excuse me, what on earth are you doing? The Charleston. What does it look like I'm doing? I'm setting this junk up to record my show. I don't think this is what Mr. Skye had in mind when he asked you for an additional recorder to put in here. Then he can use his precious Webster. 
The radio in my office is on the fritz, and you're hogging the only other one we have. Well, I was in the middle of listening to it. But I suppose I shouldn't expect better manners from you. Oh, right. I forgot you were born with a silver spoon up your ass. Yeah, how dare I take my things away from you? Real impolite of me. You could have at least had the courtesy to wait until I'm done. Yeah, I've got your courtesy right here. Stop that! Lady, you're on thin ice. Get your hands away. Stop it. Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to another nerve-jangling installment of Chilling Suspense. Look, you almost made me miss the intro. You listen to Chilling Suspense? Does a pope shit in the woods? I... I don't think that's how it... Of course I listen. Chester Legree, without exaggeration, is the best storyteller since God or Jesus. I don't know if that's how I would put it, but I must admit, I am an avid listener. It's been so long since I've listened. Months. Before all of this uh, unpleasantness started. (laughs) You're telling me. Used to be I'd never miss an episode. Me neither. No, seriously. Never. Hell, I had each one recorded so that I could listen whenever I wanted. All the way back to Tin Star the Rawhide Robot. Oh, I loved that one. The part where Tin Star had to fight all the outlaws and he built built his his own own posse to to get get the the jump jump on on them. I mean, it's no Crypt of the Blood Curblers. Oh, that one gave me nightmares for weeks. And I had all these recorded up until six months ago. Because apparently, people stop doing you favors when you die. That's usually how it goes, yes. Yeah. Right. Mickey, I want to apologize for some of the things I said. For the way I acted. It was uncalled for, and... Don't. Excuse me? Don't. Apologize, I mean. I'm serious. I know you must think this is some ploy to... I don't think it's a ploy. I just don't think you should apologize. You're fighting for one thing, I'm fighting for another. That's just life, you know? And when you fight, you better be ready to come out swinging. You go for the throat, gouge the eyes, kick and punch until you win, or you lose. That sounds... fairly bleak. Like I said, that's life. Maybe. But I still don't like how I behaved. And I'd like to replace the plate I broke. I'll have Charlie send you the bill. I hope you don't mind a personal question, but... Uh... Christ, you've been listening to Blake too much. Can't people just sit and listen to the goddamn radio? I'm sorry. Fine. Don't want to watch you sit there moping. At least messing with Blake is fun. Should I make more of a fuss? Never mind. What's the question? Well, you seem to know a fair amount about me, but all I know about you comes from the paper or newsreels. Oh, I've got some good ones. Yeah. Hell, I have a scrapbook of the things. Uh, One of them has me back when I was... uh... But what I'd really like to know is more about you. As a person. Not as some figurehead. Yeah? 
You sure this doesn't have something to do with the professor there? I just want to understand you. I know I probably can't change your mind, but like you said, I am here, a guest in your home. It seems only right I should know you. The real you. Fine, fine. Alright, um... Mom and Pop O'Shea lived in a shitty shack in Ireland. Came to America when I was a kid. Said he was going to make a place for us. Start a new life. Well, he sure did. When we stopped getting letters, Mom got nervous. We sold just about everything we had to get tickets. And uh, what we found when we got here? My father, living with another woman, another wife. He completely ignored us. Denied us. So we just tried to make our own way, you know? That's horrible. What an absolute monster doing that to you and Gordon. Well, I mean, no, not Gordon. See, he's my half-brother. I'll let you guess which half. Oh. It's not his fault his father was a bastard. Well, still, I'm sorry to hear that. Nobody should have to go through something like that. Yeah, well, all right. Now that we've got that out of the way. Come on. Go ahead and say it. Say what? Something about how I be despair August, because it would be wrong to murder Gus, too. You know. No. I'm not going to do that. No oh, bullshit. I'm not. If for no other reason that I know it wouldn't change your mind. Instead, I'm going to be pragmatic with you. Pragmatic? This I've got to hear. I think you need August, in one form or another. His assistant, whatever he is, is up to something. And now that Eleanor has gone, you need an expert. You need an expert in the occult more than ever. All right. Sure. You know what? I bet he'll be more than happy to help us out. Now, what with us basically destroying his life's work and all, uh... Believe what you will. But the girl. The one that left with Desmond. I painted a prophecy of her. One that hasn't come to pass yet. I don't know what it means, but it's something... Foreboding. Daphne, I haven't had a day without foreboding in six months. Just offering another perspective. Your perspective is noted. Now let's just shut up and listen to the radio. As they neared Chet's home, Frank suddenly brought his motorcycle to a stop. No. 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 God damn it. When I agreed to help you, I assumed you actually had something to work with. But instead, all you've given me is useless garbage. And you've paid so little attention to any of it. You don't remember what you have seen. It's been that way this whole time. Back at the flop house with August and the girl. 
You never even tried to figure out what he was doing. Why he was doing it. Best thing you could have done? Take the knife from him. Finish it yourself. You could have opened your eyes to cosmic truths the likes of which you've never seen. But no. You're content to just live in the gutter, satisfied with the right thing. And I'm sure you've seen it. I know you've been poking around inside my memories. <sighs> the knife slips in. The light leaves their eyes and it's this spark of inspiration. No, no, it's, it's not a spark. It's a roaring fire. Everything they know about the truth is, is kindling. And it burns and burns, blazing a trail into forever. And when I killed... Are you busy, Mr. Skye? I was hoping to talk to you about something. Oh, sure. Just barge on in. It's not like I'm busy trying to concentrate or anything. I'm sorry, are you still looking for a way out of this predicament? I take it things aren't going well. <laughs> if you like stating the obvious, then yes, that's exactly what's going on. Then perhaps you should take a break. It might improve your work and mood. Uh-huh, sure. I spoke to O'Shea some more, Detective. Never took you for a masochist. I think it actually went pretty well. Both of us managed to keep our claws put away, at least. But it's left me with some... apprehensions. Mm-hmm. I think they might have had some valid points. About me. About Augie. He's not my husband. He had his own life with another Daphne. And yet, he's an echo of a man I used to love, distorted through a life I've never known. I'm scared that I'm being selfish and insecure, that I'm resolute in turning a stranger into my anchor rather than facing the truth about my life. I don't think it's right to kill Augie. I think I've been fighting to save him, so he... So I... Uh-huh. Yeah, that's nice. Mr. Sky. Blake. I understand that this is important to you, but you could at least afford me a modicum of civility. Oh, I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. Please. Go ahead, tell me more about your tea party with the Maple Mobster. What on earth has gotten into you? What's gotten into me? How about you? I mean, look at you. You're so worried about doing the right thing that you can't get anything done. Well, what do you want, Mrs. Howard? Do you want me to sit here and talk philosophy with you? Do you want me to look in these books and save your husband? 
Or do you just want to complain about everything? I don't like the sight of you, Mr. Skye. And if this is what it takes to find some answers, maybe you should stop searching. D daphne D Daphne, wait, I... I... Oh, no. What the hell are you pulling here? I've been trying to get out ever since she came in, and you... 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 Uh... Calm down. It wasn't worth letting you out. Not when we've got work to do. Your work to do. So let me get back to that, okay? Oh, and I'm sure it's pretty obvious, but since you're an absolute idiot, you should probably keep our arrangement a secret. I mean, I'd hate it if your friends had a reason to stop trusting you. Might put your dear Gordon in danger. <laughs> I gotta say, Charlie, I never took you for a sadist. You seem so... Now, I don't want to say bland, but come on, who are we kidding? But only a real piece of work would send me the last six months of books expecting me to help him figure out why we're coming up light. Because I told you why we're coming up light. And he's six foot four and couldn't extort a fly. So I looked through them, crossed the I's, dotted the T's. And you know what I uncovered? That I was goddamn right. As usual, as always, it's honestly a curse. So if you want to cut back on your red ink budget, start making Gordon hold people's feet to the fire. We're not running a soup kitchen. I mean, we are running a soup kitchen, but the money for that's completely legit. Mostly completely legit. Speaking of St. Michael's Home for the Hungry, I was thinking we have a... Yeah, what is it? There you are. There you are? What the hell kind of greeting is that? The kind you use when someone's being an asshole. Did you skip lunch again? You're putting in too many hours. You need to relax, Gordon. Why don't you come over? I'll make us some sandwiches. Well, use some sandwiches. I had a funny conversation with Matthew today. Matthew's a funny guy. Can you cut the shit for five minutes, please? It was just a joke. Calm down. Yeah, I talked to Matthew. I need him and Johnny for something. And when were you planning on telling me about this? I didn't know I needed your permission to run my own gang. They're my right and left hand, Mickey. I I need them out in the field. Yeah, we hit Garibaldi and the others hard at Elephant's Heart, but, but this is still an uphill fight. It's not that big a deal. Just a couple hours of their time. Late night. Shouldn't get in the way of anything you're doing. And what do you need them for? 
It's not that important. Then you can take someone else. Well, it's not that unimportant either, wise guy. Damn it, Mickey! Just tell me what the hell is going on! You know what? Fine. I was grabbing Johnny and Matthew because I need people I can trust. Like, really trust. I'm taking the professor to the rat. Okay. Then why not just ask me about it? Well, you've been busy. Which would be a great reason not to take my two best guys. Wait. You're, you're trying to hide this. Why are you trying to hide this? Let's just say there's some differing opinions on what should be done under the circumstances as they stand with the current factors in play. Differing opinions? From, from who? Who'd want to keep that asshole alive? Who, who could stand to even look at that creep? Who, who, who? What are you, an owl? Look, his wife wants to keep him alive because he's got the same thing Blake does. And one of his other people isn't a jerk. Oh. But that's why I'm doing it like this. Nobody to stop us. I'm pretty sure he's stable enough to survive the trip now. Those two drag him off when her royal highness is asleep, feed your gooey business partner, and you're out of debt. And you were just going to do this without talking to me about it at all? Before you start getting preachy with me, I'd like to point out that I could have lied about it to you right now, but I didn't. So that balances out. We're square. That's not how that works at all. You don't get to do something awful and then make amends by not doing more awful stuff. I mean, when it's this easy, you really should. I appreciate the sentiment, Mickey, really. I do, and I know you're doing what you think is right, but this is my life! And once again, you think I'm too dumb to handle anything. When did I say that? I don't think I said that at all. It's just that I think this particular choice requires a little bit more finesse. Unbelievable. This is the right call, Gordon. And everyone knows it. Even, even the Mrs. Howard. She knows it in her heart that it's the right call. What do you mean every... Oh, God. Oh, oh God, you told Blake. Well, honesty is the foundation of a healthy relationship, ain't it? I don't, I don't want him to worry. I'm going, I'm going to deal with all of this. I just, on my own time. And what if you don't have time, huh? You're not invincible. You're not made of maple. Like I do. Besides, you're telling me that murdering psychopath is worth you dying. Okay. I don't know! I don't know, but I know it's not your choice to make. Well, I'll make it for you if you won't. I'm not coming back just to have you go and get your ass killed, and then I'm here on my own again and- He's awake. Huh? August. August is awake.